0: We go. Grab a cold one and listen to the Red, White, and Bruise podcast. Be a man.
1: You ready to let the dogs out? What? Do what? Captain Insano shows no mercy. You are the drivers out there,
2: if you smell a delicious, crispy smell after the race, it's not your tailpipe.
3: It's a little bit of... American. Fight for what you right, fight for your life.
2: That was a smooth transition. That was a transition. good transition. That was really <laughs> good. You had
4: that perfect. <laughs> I'd clap if I could. Man. So how are you going to even go to work tonight? Technical I don't expert. know how going to work tonight. We'll
2: um, to <laughs> this episode is brought to you by SG Metal Works. I actually was just talking to Shane yesterday. He wants to come on. To Hell yeah. Uh, yes. This is the master welder behind the smoke machine I got back outside. That beast. The smoke show. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're working out a day to do that. He's going to come down. We're going to smoke some food, kick back. Oh, that's going to be sick. He's going to tell us his but origin story of uh, how oh. he got to into welding and smoking and stuff. So, that'll be super dope. that would be cool. Hit up SG Metalworks on Instagram and Facebook and uh, get you a smoker just in time for the 4th of July. Um, also brought to you by Hannigan's House. Hit up Hannigan's House in National City. Um, I think they're doing the UFC fight Saturday night. Hit them up for all your good beer and beer-infused ice cream and some of the dopest growlers in the game. Today on the show, we're going to have Nicole Strickland, um, paranormal extraordinaire, and she's going to share some stories with us. She said she brought some EVPs, um, scare our socks off, which I'm super stoked about. Um, We're going to ask her about a bunch of questions we've kind of queued up, some of the things I'm sure we'll ask on the fly. But um, without further ado here today on the show, we have Nicole Strickland, head of the Paranormal Research Group in San Diego. How did I, did I say that right? What is the official title for your San Diego?
5: Research? Yeah, San Diego Paranormal Research there. Society. Yeah.
2: Awesome. I've been watching a lot of the Conjuring movies and the documentaries and there's the <laughs> New England. What is it? The New England Society for Psychic Research, yeah. I think, is what the Warrens had started.
4: This is what you watched to prep for this interview? No, 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 no. (laughs) Those are just my favorite movies. I watch those all the time. Okay, okay.
2: Um, Well, (laughs) welcome to the show. um, Thank you for taking the time to um, hang out with us virtually. And uh, we've been super excited. We've been telling everybody. We have your book right here. We've been all stuck. The San Diego's Most Haunted. Um, Awesome. I think Dylan and I are the only local ones. These two are transplants. Mm -hmm. So it's cool to read through your book and see some of the um, areas that you guys investigate or you at least research and put in there. Um, and I like the breakdown of that book because I'm a history person. So seeing the history, like the actual history of events and then like yeah. the breakdown of how the mm-hmm. hauntings have kind of occurred is, is pretty. Uh, yeah, so like you know, right some people alley. don't
5: like that, though. Some people are like, oh, it's too much history in there. And I'm like, that's fine. But I'm, I'm like you i love history so gotta gotta put that in there
4: yeah i think we all listened to the most recent afterlife chronicles where you did the queen mary and did the anniversary oh, yeah that was cool so it was yeah. kind of crazy to know i guess um just from my perspective in my opinion it was cool to see how much you knew about that and like you even talked about a lot of it for you isn't necessarily the paranormal side of it but just the research mm-hmm. and the history on it
1: and for me, it was, oh, yeah. I haven't, I haven't been to the Queen Mary in like 10, 15 years. So like oh, hearing wow. about it again and like, rem- just remembering like my time there and some of the stuff that I saw, it was very interesting to listen to as well.
5: Oh yeah. It's incredible. I, it, my first time was in 2005 going there and I just, it's, it's just, it's one of those places you just instantly tap into. So it's incredible. But yeah, thanks for having me today, guys. I'm I'm super excited.
2: We are very excited as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, how did you get started in this kind of career field? I know you touched upon it you know, on your book, but um, our listeners might not um, know kind of your origin story.
5: Yeah, so I'll start out by saying that I never, ever imagined myself being into paranormal research, paranormal investigation, pretty much anything paranormal as an adult. So if you would have asked me in high school, middle school, hey, do you think you're going to be a paranormal researcher when you grow up? I would have been like, oh, no, it would have been at the bottom <laughs> of my list. It just it's so weird how it happened. So but I will say, though, growing up, I always had this fascination and curiosity with ghosts and spirits, even as young as like four and five. So that curiosity stayed with me as I got older. And so then I would read, you know, before the Internet came out and all that. I would read articles. I would read books, uh, you know, watch movies and things like that. Of course, you know, Hollywood doesn't portray the paranormal accurately half the time. But, you know, just I was always interested in in ghosts and spirits growing up. And so then uh, undergraduate college year. So it was my senior year uh, in my undergraduate college years. I was living in Arizona. I went to the University of Arizona. Go Wildcats. So my maternal grandmother, Helen Lopinto, she called me the night before she passed. And she called me in the afternoon, random phone call. And she wanted to know if I was okay. And I thought, well, this is odd. My grandmother's calling me asking if I'm okay. Something's just very bizarre about this. So of course I told her, you know, I'm fine, you know, I'm just busy, busy college student, all of that. And we were on the phone 10, 15 minutes. And then uh, I will say that I kind of rushed her off the phone. I would have liked to have talked with her longer, but it was about a 10 or 15 minute conversation. And then uh, the next day in the afternoon, my mom, so her daughter called me and I could tell by the tone of her voice that something wasn't right. And she started out by saying, hi, Nicole, sweetie, I love you so much. And I said, and I was thinking, oh gosh, what happened? Then she said, I am so sorry to tell you this, but grandma passed away early in the morning. Okay, so I was devastated. I was extremely close with my grandmother devastated almost in shock uh talked with my mom a little bit booked the next flight from Tucson to San Diego because both my parents uh families my dad's side and my mom's side are from San Diego so uh after I got off the phone with my mom you know I just had that cathartic cry and all of that and then the next day I flew out to San Diego to be with the family and my grandma didn't want an actual funeral so it was just basically the immediate family that got together to to attend her viewing and we just spent the weekend together so then after that I obviously came back to Tucson and uh, uh just in room and normal studies and all that and a few days after coming back I started to experience things in my apartment that I did not experience at all prior to Helen's death the first were the doorknobs, specifically the front door and then my bedroom door doorknob would rattle and twist as if someone was trying to open or close the door. And I thought I didn't even connect with her at all. I just thought, okay, I'm in an apartment, you know, this is vibration. It's my neighbors. I didn't even think much of it. Then a couple of days later, I was on sitting on my bed on my computer. And then I felt a hand. I didn't see anything, but I felt a hand caress my face. And I thought, well, this, it felt like as if it came from someone that I knew and loved very much i did at this point think okay could could this be could this be helen trying to communicate with me didn't even put that much stock into it though so then a few more days went by and again at night i was sitting on my bed on my computer when all of a sudden i looked out of my left peripheral vision and i saw my grandmother full-bodied she looked about 10 years younger She had what looked like a spotlight behind her. So it was kind of illuminating her, almost giving her like a white halo. And like I said, she looked about 10 years younger. She didn't look elderly or frail or anything like that. She passed away at like 96 years old. So she looked very vibrant. She was wearing one of her favorite blue and white dresses that she had. She didn't say anything, but she just stood there with a slight smile on her face. And then I saw her fade right before my eyes. That's when I connected the dots. I'm like, oh my gosh, is all of what I've been experiencing? Could this be coming from her? So I called my mom, of course, her daughter and talked with her. My mom, both of my parents are very open about the paranormal. And so I'm lucky about that. And so we decided to let Helen know that she's okay. She doesn't need to worry about the family. She used to do that when she was alive. And she also, also used to go around at night making sure that the doors were locked. Mm. She had this little pattern every night. So uh, um. I, we told her, you know, you're fine. You're free. You don't have to worry about the family. You do you. You go where you need to go. And then after that, the experience has stopped. So that was the one <laughs> profound experience that I had that actually catapulted me into investigating the paranormal and getting active in the field. And you'll hear if you ask a lot of paranormal investigators, okay, did you have like one or maybe a few experiences that really got you involved? Almost always they have an answer of yes. So that was mine. That was the most profound experience. I don't think I'll ever have that again. Maybe I will. I don't know. But that I credit her for this. That got me on the path to where I am today. And it's been a journey. It's been an amazing journey, and I've met some incredible people in this field that have a passion for studying the paranormal, like me. So, when, pretty cool.
4: When you talk about, I don't, and I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, when you talk about uh, in the beginning, every time you start the Afterlife Chronicles, is that what you're referring to when you talk about the uh, what happened with your grandma? Uh,
5: yep, that's it. Yeah, I was thinking of you're referring to the opening, right? Yeah, yeah, Where the intro. 20, yeah, yeah that's it mm-hmm. oh okay
4: cool I was actually yeah. going to ask that question if you wanted to share that so it's funny that you touched on it oh before it's so you even yeah, did you know,
5: it yeah mm-hmm. I you know it's weird I because that question is very popular and so I always just right. share it and I've shared it on so many shows but you know so I'm sure some people have heard me share it 10 times but it's just it's it's very profound and I've even thought too like you know did she really come to me or was it me almost like a bereavement hallucination was I projecting her but I don't think so now that I've kind of gone through it step by step I really do believe that it was her coming to me so yeah so I credit her for that so I thank her all the time and I like I said I never would have imagined doing this uh, as an adult but it's once you get involved in it and if you're in it for the right reasons you will stay if, if someone wants to get involved in the paranormal with the only desire of just wanting to get on TV and that's it, mm-hmm. they probably won't stay that long. But if you have a true passion for studying it and exploring it, you know, there's there's a lot of benefits to that. So
4: Wow. Well, because it hits home, you know what I mean? Like that was
2: what it does. It for her. When home. I think too, like you think about paranormal stuff and um, across like... Century. i mean thousands of years and different religions on different continents everybody right. has their own version yeah. of kind of what paranormal what it is, is. Yeah. you know and exactly it's interesting exactly
5: yeah different cultures like that's a good point to make and you know it's, it's getting to that point too where people are more open about sharing their experiences oh, and yeah. i'm seeing that which is i think very beneficial it's not viewed as you know, as scary as it was, or it's not viewed as, you know, necessarily like taboo or anything like that more. Mm -hmm. So that's, I like to see that because it does, it does, it it, it connects people too, because we've all, I can't say we all, but many of us have had uh, experiences that we can't necessarily explain. And Mm -hmm. so when you have that openness to share it, you know, you don't feel as, as isolated.
2: Yeah. Especially when other people open up with something that's also unexplainable, but kind of within the same realm of yeah, and it's also like exactly. when you experience it as a group, that's a very special time because then you can say, like, nobody can take that away from the people that experience in the same moment. Like when I was in college, I think I shared this story. Um, but I had an experience with like five people in one room. Oh, Until wow. this day, we still talk about it. And we're watching Mothman Prophecies with what's uh, the guy from? Uh, I don't remember. You know, Richard Greer, is that his name?
5: yeah i believe that that's is, who it is yeah thanks, thanks guys that
2: is, <laughs> so I thank you
0: I, haven't, I, haven't watch, <laughs> I was like i uh, haven't, I like, I haven't seen it so. that is an actor <laughs> but um uh, <laughs> we were
2: watching that in our dorm room and an orb the size of like a beach ball floated from one of the bedrooms down the hall and five of us were, were watching in the living room and everyone started freaking out and then it oh floated in front of the tv and was there probably for five or six seconds and, and it you was all see that's football interesting. Football players and rugby players started screaming. I was screaming my head off. <laughs> I was so scared. <laughs> oh <laughs> so, my god. Where and did we you go to college? At a little school in Oregon, Forest Grove, Oregon. And we were on the fifth, fourth floor of this building. And it was like oh one gosh. o'clock in the morning. So there was no cars driving by. We, we I mean we tried no. to disprove it all. And, yeah.
5: Um, no, that's phenomenal. Because so, orbs terrifying. are <laughs> like, if you can see them, if you can see them, that's pretty much. I mean, uh, the or the whole orb thing, if you, you know, on pictures can be explainable and yeah. explained away, but if you can see something like that and all five of you saw that, that's, well, and we are, wow.
2: It had came, so the way that the, and I know our listeners won't be able to see this, but the way our dorm was set up was there was two bedrooms in the end of the room in this dorm, mm-hmm. then a hallway, two bathrooms, and then the living area is right here. So it had wow. came from the back room down the hall and we all saw it. So it wasn't like, hey, did you see that out of the corner of your eye? The whole thing lasted probably fifteen seconds.
4: That's long. Oh, that's it was, a long and I, time. And it, it was
2: horrifying. And I, my buddy oh my one God. of my buddies and I, we talk pretty, you know, every once in a while throughout the years, but we bring that up every time. And um he goes, Dude, nobody ever believes me when I tell that story. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe you now. <laughs> oh man. I'll uh oh my I'll have to call him did one day you... and tell him <laughs>
5: Did you research the, the college to see if maybe you could find a
2: there was a lot a of connection? Um, there was a lot of stories around that property. There was an orphanage that had burned down years ago, and that was one oh, of the, the legends. Oh, but they don't know okay. where it was at um, in terms of what building it may have landed on. Mm. Um, oh my gosh! But another crazy story: my freshman year, we were in a different dorm and my one of my best friends was rooming rooming with this guy and they didn't really get along um, and that was when like all the RAs and the upperclassmen were telling us like all these ghost stories they were trying to freak out the freshmen you know and my buddy's roommate was talking in his sleep about a little girl in the room and but he was talking in his sleep and so my buddy's like throwing stuff at him trying to wake him up because he's saying like all this creepy stuff like she's here be quiet don't make any noise and he was my buddy's roommate snored a lot so he was snoring and like like loud and then he said it just cut off and he started talking in his sleep that's creepy well, and that's then bizarre. he started snoring again and then he like started hitting him waking him up and the next day he goes yeah i had some crazy nightmare that some little girl was like in our bedroom and she was all burned and stuff and I was Yo, like, what? so i don't know well if that's... that goes yeah. along
5: with that orphanage story right there yeah And it
2: was a small school i think the property was maybe like 10 acres. It was tiny. It was like 1,600 kids. So it wasn't like this oh, massive yeah, USC or ECLA yeah. type property. It was real small in the middle of nowhere.
5: Oh my gosh. That's scary. But the orb wow. thing,
2: I never, I think I screamed so loud. <laughs> that was, you, know, that it's was a, you know what? I actually
5: have a lot of, I have a lot of friends, a lot of paranormal colleagues up in the Pacific Northwest. So they may, I don't know, I can, it, you give me like this the school name and the address they may know more about it and i can find that out that'd be cool so
2: yeah yeah. i'll definitely shoot you that information but um that was one of the scariest things i have um what's one of the scariest encounters you've ever had on an investigation
5: oh my gosh you know i i don't usually know this is weird but i don't usually get scared of Phenomena. I've been in like I've been in abandoned prisons. I've been in abandoned hospitals like Waverly Hills Sanatorium. I've been on mm. battlefields all the way to theaters and abandoned schools and private homes, you name it. So I don't really get scared. However, one experience that I had uh, was actually at it was in Southern California. So uh, it was uh, Camarillo, the old Camarillo State Mental Hospital, which mm. is now a college. So nice. we were there one night. Yeah, right. Nice. I know. I would go. love to if I had to go to college again. My gosh, but uh, <laughs> that that might be a contender. You know, then I then I would never study because I would just be you know investigating yeah. all the yeah. time. But anyways, um, what was it? So we were there one night in one of the oh, and I forget exactly what the space was when it was an actual mental hospital, but we were there, and uh, so I was. I was setting a static infrared camera down or on a tripod. And then all of a sudden I actually sat down and then all of a sudden I saw this and it morphed be- before my eyes. This like seven foot tall shadow figure, humanoid shadow figure just morph. And it was dark in there. I mean, the only light was the moonlight shining through the windows. And so it was pretty dark and this was darker than that. that and it shows. morphed like about seven, eight feet tall and it charged at us. No, and no, actually, no. It, that got me. Now I'm not. I'm one of these that I don't get scared at all. I can I can go into these places and be totally fine. And that was enough to startle me. And I got up and I bolted out of the building. And so I don't usually ever run out of buildings during. But that got me. So that's one of them. Trying to think of anything else I mean probably I, <laughs> well, another one that that comes to mind Waverly Hill Sanatorium which was a, a old tuberculosis hospital in Louisville Kentucky mm-hmm. so we were on an overnight investigations I'm the California coordinator for the Ghost Research Society based out of Chicago so we were on a, a an overnight in 2009 and we were down in the morgue area and so we were doing our you know EVP sessions all of that bats were flying in and so one of them literally like flew right into my forehead bumped my forehead now that was more to me more terrifying than actually seeing shadow figures morphing <laughs> because Waverly <laughs> Hills is known for that you'll see if you go there you'll see just Morphing shadow figures coming out of walls, moving left and right. So
4: the bat situation was say, more terrifying. This? We than actual. Wait, yeah, that's, yeah. And that's a famous one that's too. That's like one of the yeah. Out, that's one out of out the top ways It is. is. It's in Kentucky, right? Yeah. Isn't it? it's Yeah, Louis, Louis,
5: Louisville. 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 Yeah, over yeah. sixty thousand people died there, sadly, yeah,
2: from yeah. Uh, tuberculosis. tuberculosis. So we mm-hmm. should go because right. that's part of the Bourbon Trail. You definitely so should go. go. And then Are you
4: more interested in the bourbon part? I'm passionate about both. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I have okay. a before we get to the EVP's that you sent us, do you have any knowledge or experience about sleep paralysis and how it relates to the paranormal?
5: Well, a little bit. So, a lot of people, and we we get emails a lot from people, and in what they describe seems to fit sleep paralysis. So, sleep paralysis is more or less of a, a psychological phenomenon. So, a lot of times when uh, it's 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 classified, I believe, as a disorder like narcolepsy or any one of those. So, where you, when you're asleep, you're in that state to where you can't really move. You feel like you're uh, like like I said, you can't move, you're, you're like still trying to move, but you can't, you may uh, have this sense of like anxiety or fear, you may see figures at the foot of your bed, sometimes people describe them as shadow figures, other times people describe them as they can actually make out clothing color, skin color, all of that, and so it's easy to assume that by itself is a paranormal experience, but technically it's not Medically classified as that that it's 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 an actual sleep disorder that mimics paranormal phenomena. So most often I think people that do have it. I've had it before a few times it can a paranormal experience happen along with it. Maybe, maybe not, but most situations. It's most likely a, a, some sort of psychophysiological phenomenon that is separate from the paranormal, even though it mimics it.
4: Hmm. So, so you that's would say kind of- even not as far as scientifically, but just in your opinion, would you say that you would agree with that, that it's it's most of the time it's not really a paranormal thing?
5: Right. And a lot of a lot of even medical doctors and, and psychologists too will will classify it more as a like a psychological right. sort of and like a sleep disorder falls more in the line of like an actual sleep disorder than an, an actual paranormal encounter. Now, like I said, can someone have both of those happening at the same time? Maybe in rare cases. So I wouldn't I'm not gonna sit here and say that every single sleep paralysis episode is doesn't have paranormal activity. I think the majority of them don't though.
2: Yeah, just it,
5: based on the, the uh, symptoms of it.
2: I get it quite often. I've and had it before a few t- With within researching and, and one, I, I don't. This guy said he was a doctor. I don't. He could have been lying. <laughs> it mean you. Yeah. <laughs> what he said, I agreed with. And he goes, "What's? To, why do we always draw this line between science and paranormal?" He's like, "If you believe science is real and you believe paranormal is real, it doesn't mean they can't exist in the same." Right area and he said what, right. if, what if sleep paralysis for f- that five seconds unlocks basically your view into another into the another realm or dimension or however you want to put it and because of the dopamine receptors or whatever's going on misfiring in your brain maybe it peels the veil back for a split second and you see that and it, he goes that explains well science could. and paranormal yeah. and he goes and that actually makes a lot of sense because there's been times where i see even the same entity or hallucination we'll call it Multiple times, yeah. Um, it's probably because I fall asleep watching Ghostbusters or um, Ghost, 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 adventures. Ghost Adventures all the time. <laughs> Ghostbusters. <laughs> um, I put on Ghostbusters for my son earlier. That's why I said that. Oh, yeah, he yeah. likes. He's a big Ghostbusters yeah.
0: fan. It's creepy too.
4: You digress. Yeah. What were you saying?
2: Um, <laughs> that the scientific explanation could have been. It could be both, yeah. right? It could be paranormal and um scientific at the same time because there's not I mean who knows because yeah and it you know, very well could be you could yeah. very well could be go down the rabbit hole on both sides of the scientific disorder sleeping disorder because the, well, the way they explain explain it through science makes sense that your body it do, yeah hits you with a chemical that paralyzes you so you don't act out your dreams you wake up where a lot of chemicals still fresh in your brain but your
4: mind is still in a dream state you know you know what's weird is actually what ms strickland said before about when she was talking about her grandma that's what i thought about before when you actually when she was talking about it because she was saying how like maybe it's a sign of grieving which is why she saw her grandma and it was just something to her like she was like this is what i needed to see at this moment or could it be seen as a paranormal thing Mm. but regardless of how you see it like maybe that's what you needed at that time yeah i get it
0: the very yeah. way. Yeah,
5: that's a good, actually a really good point. I think too, we call that like in speaking of sleep, there's so there's the hypnagogic when we're kind of in between that awake and we're falling asleep. And that's usually for me when I've had that sleep paralysis episode, or it's the hypnopompic when we're actually asleep and then and then we're waking up. And so a lot of people in in either of those states will have these hallucinatory situations that kind of mimic Sleep paralysis, and mm-hmm. I think I think it should be studied more because you know I mean I think it's possible. I mean it is classified more as a physiological thing, but maybe there is some credence to that, where maybe in that state we're not as inhibited, so we're able to
3: mm-hmm. maybe
5: have more of these experiences, you know, beyond the veil, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I think REM, the the, the non REM and the REM. Uh, states are kind of altered in that too if i read it correctly on sleep paralysis but i've had it though it's very bizarre it's very bizarre how long have yours lasted like when you've had them
2: i think the longest one i've had the longest one i've had lasts is probably 10 minutes not 10 minutes 10 seconds um, i'm sorry yeah 10 minutes yeah that's would be about horrifying. me oh my god I was <laughs> 10, just saying, whoa 10 whoa pure yeah
5: pain. yeah me too like five or like five or ten seconds
2: Click upgrade. So, yeah, it's 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 gotten so common now to where I mean you can't speak, but I'll try and grunt. And my wife sometimes she'll be if she's awake or she kind of wakes up. She knows to nudge me. Sometimes she nudges me a little too hard. Yeah, but it happens. Just kicks you you out of the bed.
0: It happens to you a lot, though.
2: Probably once a week. That's crazy. Then you would
0: consider it a disorder, right? you're right yeah it's like for me it's only ever happened
2: once you have other disorders though (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that is true for another show (laughs) i'm unhealthy (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) but i think part of it well i don't even know because now you know our work schedules are so weird we all work night shift so our sleep's not always consistent but Mm. it's been happening since before i was on night shift so i don't know why it's so frequent um, and sometimes I sometimes it won't be a full episode. It'll be like I can feel it coming on because my body will. It's the weirdest feeling. Like, you've had it, yeah, Matt. Yeah, so yeah. you you feel your body like it, almost lets you know it's coming, and then the anxiety pumps up. I know, and you're yeah. the then you and fr- you yeah, freeze. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't do this. Don't do this now. <laughs>
1: yeah i've
5: had that too it's it's like yeah and it's like frightening when you have it like i've when i've had it i've like woken up not screaming but like yeah yeah yelping kind of and it's like whoa it takes me like 10 minutes to 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 come out of that it's crazy
0: yeah it's only happened to me one time but i just remember everything the feeling uh what i was looking at like i was telling my brain like move your move yourself move your hand like what's mm-hmm. that in the corner mm-hmm. why is it you looking at it. me move, yeah like move your I, hand yeah
1: and then i was just like yeah. i can't do anything i like i had the chills on my spine but i couldn't mm-hmm. move i've had moments where like i've woken up i've seen something like freaked out did like a double blink and it was gone oh, but yeah. never oh, and then i've wow. told a couple stories on the show about experiences that i've had because i lived in a house that i could wholeheartedly say was haunted
3: oh my goodness haunted. wow <laughs> and, and they I don't
1: do believe show me on that i they believe you because you, it's happened you, to girls. me in my home <laughs> i just, i've like like you said like i've seen shadow figures and this was on a daily occurrence manifest themselves at night
5: oh that's nuts i've had where, friends where, where?
1: That have, so i'm from i'm from new jersey Uh, Bergen County area and uh, one of the houses I lived on I lived at was on an old like uh, I guess the Baylor like plantation or I don't know there was like some like really big estate there and there was a huge massacre back in like the 1700s and where my my house and the house next to it was I guess was like living quarters and um, I used to get there was two I used to see consistently. There was a woman in a period dress, like a nice one, no color. It was always just a shadow figure, but I could tell by the cutout of the dress that it was nice. Right. And then, I, and then a, uh, it was always a male and a female. They would never. They don't say anything. They don't. They don't. They didn't do much. But I would see them almost consistently every night.
5: Would you see them in the same in the same area, or would would yes. it be different areas?
1: So. Yeah. The woman, oh my gosh. So, so the way the upstairs was configured, because it was always on the second floor, um, there was a big open like foyer with a fireplace, yeah, like a den. Yeah. <laughs> and then on the to the right was the master bedroom, and to the left was a long hallway with the rest of the bedrooms and a bathroom. My room was all the way at the end on the left, so there was a light switch at the end of the hall by my room that I would hit to shut off the hall light and she would appear at the other end by the stairs every time every time
0: it It was never it was never
1: it was never like vice versa she would move like she would be sometimes she'd be sitting sometimes she'd be standing um so it depend it depended it like on the night uh the guy you could see him walking up the steps because he oh, scared wow. the life That's out crazy. of one of my friends.
5: That's yeah, no kidding. Oh, my we, gosh. We came home. Oh, wow. Some of my
1: college buddies were visiting. We came home. My one friend went to the bathroom. I went into the basement. And my friend went to go put his stuff back upstairs in the room he was staying in. And he thought he saw me walking up the stairs. So he's, oh, he's like yelling to this entity to come back. And then I came upstairs. And I'm like, who are you yelling at? Oh, and he's no. like, who's upstairs? I go, nobody. I go, no one else is home. I go, Jimmy's over in the bathroom. And he's that like, well, who insane. went upstairs? I said, no one's here. I go, my parents aren't oh my home. Gosh. No one's home. He was like, I'm not going up there by myself <laughs> that, <laughs> ever again.
5: Two, that sounds residual to me. And so I, I just think it's just because it's happening like the same in the same location over and over. Yeah, yeah. And oh. um,
1: I only we have only had wow. a couple experiences at that house that were like, maybe there's more than just these two, because we've had furniture move by itself. Um, Nuts. Like, we have like we had a bar stool completely flip 180 in our sunroom and, like, can't explain it because the top is weighted, but what kind of force knocked it over and then fully put it back on its top? No one knows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then, yeah, uh, that's
5: yeah, when you can get furniture moving like that, that's pretty intense,
1: and then I you had, don't you don't hear of that that often, and then I had one instance where I came home, we had a like an old like like an old radio, and it wasn't plugged into anything, and I'm going up the stairs, and the radio turned on by itself, and I remember just being like, "Oh my gosh, like can you please not?" and it went off right as I said that. <laughs> And I was like, and I said, thank you. I was like really respectful. About it. <laughs> I was like, we're cool. We're cool. Like I'm not trying to have, I'm not trying to start no problems here. But it was, but it was, that was really funny. It's
0: funny. I used to do that too. I would talk to no like. Way. Oh yeah.
1: And that, and that leads to my question. Um, do, do you believe that spirits will naturally appear to people like in general? Or do you think that, you know, us as, People have to have some kind of aura or some kind of feeling to them where they feel compelled to show themselves to you.
5: That's an excellent question. Now, I, I, in a residual situation, kind of like a, it's like a, canon, like a phantom cannon going off at Gettysburg, that doesn't really apply, but for an intelligent entity – Mm-hmm. I think it does. I think that it's, it's the same as in life, like you're just drawn, certain personalities are drawn together, certain people click. I think it's it's that. I think that can be applied. So yes, if, if especially I think too, if you're sensitive, if you're someone that's sensitive to that entity's energy, it would make sense that he or she would naturally appear to you.
3: Hmm. So,
5: but that's a good question. I think it, I think maybe in some cases, maybe it's random and in other cases, yeah, there, there is a reason maybe why you're, let's say you're, it's a group of 10 people and you're the only one that sees, well, maybe there is something to that.
1: That's Mm -hmm. a good question. Cause I know they say that like uh, like children can see them a lot more and some people believe it's because they still have a very, you know, like, Open mind mm-hmm. open mind kind heart stuff yes. like that so entities tend to be drawn to them because they feel safe around them
5: that's that mm. can that absolutely apply and again too if you're sensitive uh, like myself um, mm. I don't classify myself as a psychic medium although I think everyone is to an extent but'm um, I'm, I'm very intuitive and so I feel like that can be a reason too why they why they appear to certain people so that's a really good question.
2: What's the big <clears throat> difference if there is one? Cause I know people kind of differ on this between like during an investigation or maybe like hearing things in your house. Um, is it more often a ghost? Is it more often a demon? Is it split down the middle? How does that work?
5: Oh my gosh. Uh, okay. So I am, this is my opinion. I think it's extremely rare. To have an authentic anything demonic or malevolent it's just it's hollywood would like us to believe different but uh can can a demonic attack happen i'm not going to sit here and say no i think in rare situations it can but rare we're talking like extremely rare so most situations even though they may appear scary to some people even though they may appear as though maybe a ghost may be there oh the ghost wants to scare me or oh the ghost wants to attack me that's in many most cases the living people that are ascribing to that so it's not necessarily the intent of the ghost to want to harm but if due to maybe fear of the unknown for example it's easy to assume that so in most cases it's probably an earthbound or a ghost or maybe a more evolved spirit that comes through and then of course you have elementals and and things like you know bigfoot and dogmen and things like that but if you're speaking just for between ghosts demons and and spirits 99.9 percent of the time it's either a ghost or a spirit that you're that you're uh communicating with Mm -hmm. so i was gonna yeah i mean i've and i'm going you know based on you know what i've because i know a lot of people in the field and i've talked to a lot of people in in the field and most investigators are going to say it's extremely rare to have something truly malevolent or demonic. In my experience, I've been doing this for like over 20 years. I've been in so many different places. I have yet to encounter something that I'm truly terrified of or that I can actually say with fact has tried to attack me. I have yet to experience that. So hopefully,
4: hopefully I won't. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) yeah.
5: Hopefully I won't, but you know, so
4: i had a two-part question but i feel like you kind of answered it i was gonna ask like obviously i think in your field where you you tend to you i would assume that you probably watch other people do these investigations or like something like ghost adventures i was just gonna ask like a quick one like isn't what is one that you enjoy watching and the other one the other question i was gonna ask but i think you kind of answered it was do you feel like most of the time it is just a facade and it is kind of just like trying i don't want to say clickbait or anything like that but it is just trying to get like views you're talking about like, oh between the tv, TV shows? shows yeah
5: oh yeah okay so i know a lot of the people on the shows wonderful human beings but you have to remember in the back of your mind that this is an entertainment right. situation so these shows are for entertainment and they are for views i i have to be careful with what i say here i'm not one to uh so if, if someone is trying to if someone wants to, let, let's say, get into the field of paranormal research and is only watching the TV shows to learn, then that's not correct. Mm-hmm. Because the shows, glimpses of the show, so, you know, the equipment that's being used, the his, history at a location, for example, maybe some of the methodology, you know, like EVP sessions, spirit box sessions, you're going to see some accuracy with that, but you have to keep in your mind that, okay, this is an entertainment type of mm-hmm. venue and so you can't always you know assume that everything that's presented on a sh- on a tv show is actually correct yeah. i mean you know and i've i actually have been asked to go on ghost adventures sat, i mean the, the locations that they asked me to go on they couldn't secure a permit so sadly we couldn't do the episode but i, I mean i know a lot of the people on these shows and they're fantastic people and fantastic investigators but yeah, yeah.
2: Just the shows themselves. Um, there's also a team of producers behind that, you're right. and investors. I'm sure they're right. like, "Hey, right. let's let's amp this up." I'm sure. So, there's probably a lot more pure heartedness in the actual people that are part of it, right? And a lot of that's probably well said. pumped yeah. up, you know.
5: Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I would agree. I would agree on that. Um, Have you been? Out- and I've actually. Go ahead.
2: no you go first
5: I was gonna say if I I've actually done a couple I was on like my ghost story for and that was just more interview like me just going on camera and interviewing about you know our experiences and so the Davis or the William Heath Davis house in San Diego Davis Horton house I was on it for that episode and then um oh my gosh I'm blanking on it la's oh my gosh hello i'm blanking on the location anyways it was travel channels ghost stories for uh linda vista hospital but that was just basically me going on camera being interviewed about experiences i had so those are kind of not the same as actually like an investigative type show so
2: um i was going to ask if you've been to the zach bagans haunted museum in vegas
5: I have not yet. It's been a while since I've been to Vegas. (laughs) Have you?
2: Yeah, I went um, in October. October? Okay. It was amazing. It was. Yeah, I've heard that. He has a lot of great stuff. And I'm like a big paranormal fan and true crime fan. And there's a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah, right on. From serial killers and things like that. So it was interesting to see like the glasses that Ted Bundy was arrested in and the clown suit that John Wayne Gacy had. So it's not just like things that people claim are haunted he's got like i don't know who the curator is that museum but it is very well put together like Hmm. um there's a lot of effort i'm into
5: true crime as well so that's awesome i I didn't know he had
2: true crime asking our tour guide um i was like where does he get all this stuff and they're like believe it or not zach like hunts down almost all the stuff that's in here she's like money many people think that we have there's like some team out here that's auctioning for stuff and going to stuff it's like no this is the stuff that he finds and he gets his wow. hands on, and they're like, we don't know how he does it. <laughs> he has the, the Volkswagen bus that Jack Kevorkian was assisted suiciding people in.
5: Oh, my God. No he way. He has, like,
2: oh my- crazy stuff. I'm like, how do you? Get- <laughs> he has an original Ghostbusters pack, a proton pack from the movie. Um, he probably offers
5: to pay, like, a good penny for Yeah,
4: he items, probably has a, a they good release- amount of uh, capital yeah. for that um no way how has, long do
5: they give you when when you go there do they give a, you like an hour
2: it's like a two and a half hour tour it's guided
5: oh oh okay oh that, that's good
2: you, you see the uh one of the debit boxes which was kind of oh yeah that was weird yeah that is there oh was a gosh. couple that like opted to not go in that room and i was like should i not also go in that room <laughs> you hey, you guys should. I'm, going. Yeah. I'm going in, baby. I
5: didn't know he had true crime paraphernalia in there. There's, a, there's a good cool. amount.
2: Yeah. He's got some Wild yeah. West stuff. Like he has Wild Herbs Bible. Uh, oh, no way. Legit. Yeah.
4: Nah, that's pretty crazy.
2: Yeah. So he's got like a lot of cool things like that. So not not everything's like to spook you out. I'm trying to think of right. what else he had. He had um, something from Richard Ramirez, The Night Stalker. hmm that was a good documentary yeah he had oh man he had a ton of stuff there's because there's one whole room where it's all like serial killer stuff so it was like john oh wayne, that's fascinating Way- i would be in yeah. there john, Way- <laughs> john wayne gacy's like clown costume ted bundy's glasses i think it was richard Ramirez's the shoes he was arrested in um, oh my goodness he has artwork from was it richard ramirez in prison he's doing artwork he has like a whole collection of one of the serial killers, like paintings and stuff from prison. Oh, I think he has Charles Manson stuff. He had paintings from Charles Manson too. Um, the time
5: he must devote to trying to hunt this stuff down. Yeah, I mean, if he does it all on his own, that's insane.
2: He wow. probably buys it in bulk, or he probably puts alerts out and lets people know if, hey, if you come across. Yeah, that this makes or sense. that, but. Um, he has they i don't know if you ever saw his documentary we've talked about on this show is it um the demon house have we talked yeah, about that one? yes yeah With, i
5: saw it all, i saw it a while ago so actually. he has
2: some of the original wood planks and like the dirt they brought from that house and they recreate that's like the last um kind of little experience you go through and then um they like recreate the little scene in the basement um but it's super well done. Oh. I think it's like seventy bucks, but it it was well worth it. I mean, oh, was... that's
5: not that's not much at all for something yeah, like that. Was... I didn't realize they give you like two and a half hours. That's pretty cool.
2: I, I thought it was gonna be like forty five minutes. You just kind of walk around, and it's an old yeah. mansion that's like two three stories, and it's a well guided tour. And then each tour, like every forty minutes, you're passed on a new tour guide, so mm-hmm. it's not the same person. They have like their own little area, and then they just run through um tours kind of over you know you pass on to the next section and, and things like that so.
5: yeah next time I'm in Vegas that I'll definitely stop by it for sure was, it's been a while since I've been to Vegas it it's been really a few cool. years
4: <laughs> when, that's uh, so
5: cool with the true crime stuff wow Yeah.
4: when you go into an investigation or if you go out what is something that you would I don't want to say arm yourself with but what is something that you would bring is it just like a, a portable microphone or anything like that
5: Oh, in terms of equipment, I I mean, you don't honestly need a lot, in my opinion. I would say, uh, you know, us ourselves are the best. There's no such thing as a ghost detector. Ourselves are the best piece of equipment using utilizing our senses and things like that. But if you're going to bring something, I would say a good audio, uh, a good audio, uh, a good camera, uh, whether you want to do full spectrum or infrared and then a good audio recorder. I mean, you can use just a little olympus digital if you want or you can go all the way up to the the zoom and task cams i kind of use a combination of the very high sensitive mics and then some of the older mics and and some people use analog believe it or not because it's a theory that the magnetic tape is an attractor of spiritual energy obviously it's you know you need the cables to you know upload the audio and the computer and all of that but um you know digital is more convenient but I would say a good a good audio recorder, a good camera, and um, that's pretty much it. If you want to get an EMF an EMF meter, you don't need all this other fancy stuff. But you know, teach their own.
0: Mm. So, is there an object you take with you every time you go out, like something personal? That's it, a that's yeah. A that's a good
5: question. question. I mean, some people, everyone's different. Some people, you know, like amulets come in different things. Some people may bring rosary beads or some people may bring certain crystals like quartz crystals and mm-hmm. certain crystals are neat because they can hold and retain spiritual energy so they can almost act as like transmitters and receivers if you will mm. so i usually bring like a rose quartz uh maybe some obsidian
1: mm-hmm. um
5: but everyone's different uh mm. just, it just depends so okay. whatever like whatever you i mean it could be something it could be I don't know, it could be a picture of something. But yeah, if you yeah. feel like that is okay, if I bring this with me and that's going to mm-hmm. help me stay protected, bring it on, Yeah, you know?
0: So. Yeah. I keep Shungite in my room. What?
2: Shungite rock. Is that, that's a crystal?
0: Mm, yeah, a in a way. Mineral? Yeah, I kind of like what she takes with her. Yeah. There's a yeah.
2: another podcast that I listened to, um, aside from ours, That was a joke. Um, Good joke. I don't listen to our (laughs) podcast after I put it on. But um, husband and wife, they tell scary stories, and they're supposed to be true. Um, Paranormal stories. They share stories that listeners send in that they find on the internet. And she got super into crystals because one of her friends is a um, clairvoyant, and that's what she says. And then she's giving her like all this advice with crystals, so that salting like doorways. I mean, she go into like the extreme. Like uh mm-hmm. carries crystals in her pockets. She like sneaks them under her husband's pillow because he's like <laughs> anti-crystal. He's like that doesn't work. Leave me alone. And then she'll like slip him slip them under oh his pillowcase. Oh my pillow gosh, case. that's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and then he'll like go to open the window, and then there'll be like salt all over. He's like, what are you stop salting? <laughs> <laughs> but, oh um, my gosh. Do you have any experience, or do you avoid Ouija boards? What is your thoughts and opinions
5: okay okay so my thought on ouija boards it is a tool just like everything else it's the same thing as bringing an audio recorder or a spirit box the difference in my opinion is okay they're both tools but the difference is that there's all this negativity and negative cultural thought regarding ouija boards and i think it's that that what makes it dangerous it's not the Mm -hmm. board itself Mm -hmm. so all these people are like oh my gosh no they can you know be a portal to demons and this and that and so all of that i think just gets attached to it and so that is a reason to avoid it but by itself it's just a tool
2: i've heard that that's my thought the same the exact same way from other um, ghosts and you know paranormal yeah that's
5: just my thought but you know everyone's different Um, i've used them i don't have one now but i've used them but you know there's and then you'll find that some teams use them and others don't so it just depends on on who you're investigating with
0: Mm. if
2: you could pick any location in the world to investigate that you haven't investigated what would it be
5: oh my gosh if i had to pick one wow oh man oh my gosh well i have to think on that uh (laughs) let's see Oh my gosh, probably, I don't know. I mean, cause then part of me is like, I'm thinking like, would I want to investigate this? Would I not, maybe one of the sites of um, the the like uh, Jim Jones people temple, that area Ooh, that might be, that'd but, be but celibate, then again, that celibate. gets into, you know, I don't know if I'd want to investigate it more or less go there and like pay my respects sort of thing. Yeah. Oh, you'd almost gosh. want
2: to just leave that alone yeah that
5: so that's kind of i mean that came to mind but i'm like oh if i went there i probably wouldn't investigate i would just go and pay my respects probably oh my gosh i don't know probably one of the very haunted well-known castles in like scotland or ireland um like there's so many of yeah, them yeah there's so i mean time. i'll take i'll take i'll take any of them that's fine yeah. um yeah um stonehenge would be fascinating
4: too I think. oh yeah just with everything around yeah. that too yep. yeah
5: right yeah so um tower of london would be another one um i'm listing more than one you guys asked for the white
2: house would probably be interesting the white yeah totally yeah (laughs) um yeah or what about you well you said white house i think i think the amityville house i would like to go to
5: in, you know, actually, the show, if you're, I don't know what you guys are doing, but the show before mine tonight, um, an hour before mine, so 5 p.m., 5 p.m. Pacific, uh, Realm of Darkness, uh-huh. they're interviewing someone on the amp about the Amityville, hmm. Amityville Horror House. So, yeah, you may want to tune in. Same network, same network as my show. I'm um, just an hour before mine. So,
2: I'll definitely, oh, looking at that because that's, yeah. I, I don't know why that one is so fascinating. There's so many weird things that went on with DeFeo and that family yeah oh my gosh his demeanor Have you
5: guys and, yeah oh he was that whole family i just feel so bad for that entire family the a book i read there's so many books out on the family but the one of the books that i read was i think the author is rick osuna and it's the night the DeFeos died i read that book in two days
2: Whoa. it
5: was it just i could not put it down
2: i read that but actual i've actually bit Emily oh, the ahead. horror book that one freaked me out oh my god i bet it did. because it's not I'd actually it's not scary like the author doesn't try to scare you he just tells the facts but that's right, what makes it right. scary you're like oh he's exactly writing this like a newspaper article and now i can't sleep <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly <'Cause> it's terrifying.
5: <laughs> oh my gosh yes i've actually been by that not in it but i've driven by it and then i didn't feel anything from the home but you know what well, that's the weird I, part I is guess... people
2: have lived there since and said no, right. nothing yeah. happened. And then they cha- They took the windows out. I heard the famous windows. Oh, uh, yeah. The top. They, those they remodeled exa- yeah. it yeah. How dare you? Oh, my gosh. How are we supposed to <laughs> know which house it is now? Because they changed the address. <laughs> <laughs> that's another they question did, that they, I yeah. had was like within ha- haunted houses or houses that experience paranormal activity, from like a lot of the shows I've, and I've read a lot of books, audio books and regular books about, mm-hmm. cause it's always been such an interesting thing to me. Some people move into a house and they experience paranormal activity almost right away. Whereas the family before had lived there for 25 years and never felt anything off. Are it's people, so odd. Is, is it a combination between stuff that's happened in the house and people's like attraction factor within that is it is, is it like, like a connected form- to them yeah because then those same people will move to another house and not experience mm-hmm. anything there and then a new family will move into the house that was haunted and nobody will experience anything there either
5: it, it, it's it's the weirdest thing i i think there there's maybe more than one reason for it maybe we can answer it but i mean it could be maybe a certain family moves in and it's such a reminder for the spiritual energy there maybe there's the personality thing the the energy clicks mm, maybe with one family it. versus another maybe it's a timing issue uh i mean i think there's just so many different mm. factors it could be be what they bring in maybe like what that family likes to do maybe is a reminder for the entities that are there i think there's just so many different factors it could
2: be almost but like it, the spiritual demeanor of like their you know, if it's a depressed family that just lost somebody, that's moving, and they might be more vulnerable, or right, if, it could there uh, could be so many different They're going through a hard backwards. time financially or something, and they're right, kind of all kind of like you know. what
0: you went through, right? You said your grandmother passed in Arizona, was it or San Diego, Nicole?
5: Oh my, I mean, San Diego, yeah, San Diego. and then you I, came
0: back right to Arizona. Yeah, and then you yeah, so that.
5: yeah, I was in Arizona, and then yeah, she passed in San Diego, but it's just bizarre how and i asked my cousins too uh and i asked other people in the family i said did you have any experiences with her and everyone said no apparently i was the only one Hmm. so go figure but um but that that
0: kind of like happened to you in a whole different state so yeah
5: just very very bizarre very Hmm. very but i mean profound but bizarre i still think about it to this day like oh my gosh oh yeah you know, again, was it her coming to me or was was I caught, was I projecting that? I just I don't know. I yeah. think it was more her coming to me, but it, it I don't know. It's hard to say.
0: Yeah, I mean grandparents, so. I I don't know. With my grandparents, they 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 put a big impact on my life. So you know, yeah, I I feel you there. Yeah, I
5: was very close to her, so it makes sense.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: There's always um, that favorite i had another yeah i mean, i don't you're yeah, probably yeah, the favorite I, huh?
4: I had a question on the book i knew you're about to talk about that
2: um i'll ask a question you ask a question we'll, i want to hear the evps because yeah. i didn't I have the yeah, balls yeah, yeah. to play them by myself <laughs> this morning oh my god um, you guys oh my god go ahead. um oh, you really <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> i saw your email and i was like Come awesome! On. Awesome! I'll play I'll later. that later. <laughs> <laughs> and then, a- and then after I played yeah. by itself, that whole yeah. like yeah, me yeah. yeah. by itself went uh, out the window immediately. I have, I have one of the pages bookmarked in mm-hmm. here. So, the El Campo Cemetery in Old Town. Um, yes. People have a lot of experiences there, and I know throughout Old Town, um, especially in that little area I mean there's like bodies stacked on top of each Mm -hmm. other they're like kind of oh I know yeah I know do you think in areas like that in the Whaley house in places that are literally a tourist attraction do you think there's more paranormal activity because spirits are possibly upset that they're kind of exploited for money (laughs) in a sense (laughs) that's what kind of what it comes down to you know it's mm -hmm. like Yep. I wonder why I got pushed down the stairs and it's like, we just paid $15 to rummage through this guy's stuff. And he probably <laughs> just wants to rest do. in peace. <laughs> yeah.
5: and, That's a good point. I yeah. think, in, I mean, the El Campo Santo cemetery was highly desecrated at one point. So yeah, I do think it's, you well, know, maybe they are real. There
2: today. There's people, you know, doing photo shoots. And yeah. Stuff oh yeah. And, it's oh, like I know. Anything. Yeah. It's, there's grave it's, uh,
5: markers in the street and stuff. And right. on, the yeah, on the sidewalk. So, yep. you yeah. know, it's, yeah, I think that, that definitely is a factor. And then I think too, in highly touristy areas, okay, is it that more people are having paranormal activity? Or is it more people are thinking that they're having activity right. from that power yeah, of suggestion? Okay. So what percentage of it is really true paranormal versus mm-hmm. okay, well, no, that person. Okay, someone's brother said, you know, he saw a ghost. And then two seconds later, the sister did as well. Well, you know, who knows, maybe she did, maybe she didn't. But yeah, the respect thing. I know for a fact, mm. I've talked to some people that are, are like more, uh, they've come out more as a psychic medium than myself, and they feel like, for example, the Whaley family is not always, not everyone in that family is happy with people going in and out of their home like I herds of it. cattle.
2: Especially because a lot of I those know. people in the Whaley family died like horrific deaths. Yeah. Oh, I know. It wasn't oh like, God, oh, they all died in their sleep, or it was yeah. like- no. A car crash and it was, yeah, peaceful yeah. Or, so it was shot. Yeah. Yeah, and then yeah. decapitated. Oh my
5: god, yeah. yeah, like Violet, poor thing. Oh my gosh.
2: She was the one that got the clothesline.
5: So, yeah. Well she apparently she committed she committed suicide oh, and, and the died chest. on the courting chair. Yeah, courting then, chair in the in the
2: parlor. I think it was it her friend that ran out or a childhood friend or something ran out and hit a clothesline and
5: Yeah. I think I read, some docent said that, that they don't know if that actually really happened though with oh. the
2: clothesline thing, unless
5: I'm remembering it
2: wrong. Yeah, that seems like a She'd have to run pretty fast. Yeah, she'd be fast. <laughs> I thought it was more
5: like an illness. I, I I don't know. I'd have to, and I forget the girl's name. I, I think I talk about her in the, in the book, and I'm blanking on what her name is, but the little girl that stayed with the family. Um. Yeah. So, but that, I mean, it's just, I don't know. I think that I've heard that uh, um, Anna Whaley, is just at o- not at all happy with tourists coming in and out of the home. I
2: believe that. Well, My um, wife that would be makes like sense. that if people didn't take their shoes off and they're walking through the hospital. Oh my gosh. Just totally. to also
4: tap on the book, um, just because we have it out. So San Diego's most haunted. No, it's okay. Um, so you do provide a lot of history in it, which is cool, which is what we said before. Like you are very knowledgeable when it comes to the history. Um, and coming from two people here that were not born here and then two people who have been born here, is there is there one place in the book where you would say you have to go to see something or have to experience?
5: Oh my gosh, if I had to pick one. Uh, I mean, the Whaley House, a lot of people want to go visit just because it's so iconic. Right. But going away from that and maybe going to more of a location that is not as well known is up in vista which would be the ranch of buena vista adobe and i'm a little biased because my team has had a tenure there for like t- one now going on 12 minus two pandemic we haven't been on the property in two right. years but since 2011 we've you know done these monthly tours and we've done several private investigations and it's one of those locations that's not as well known but when you get to know it, it's so historically rich, and it brings in the same some of the same cast of characters from Old Town. So, like uh, the you mm. know the Bandini house, Isadora Bandini, and mm. uh, Mr. Couts, uh, Cave Johnson Couts, for example, a uh, very very historic. And I can say a lot of paranormal activity, a lot mm. there that and its consistent. Um, and I think one of the EVPs. Actually, it's an IT, it's not an EVP, it's a spirit box. So it's an ITC clip. We was captured there at at the Adobe. I mean, we've, there had uh, the names of past owners come through on EVP, the names of past owners come through on spirit box recordings. And it's the same vocalizations that come through month to month. Um, And just, you can ask a question, like in the example I gave, you know, how many horses, about the horses there. And when you read about the history, horse they did have horses on the property and so getting getting responses very it's very audio friendly there so we've had a lot of evps there and then a lot of uh for some reason itc works well so uh spirit box ghost box work there but it's i mean i would say it's just as much activity there as the whaley house honestly hmm um It's awesome there. It's very, it's very, and it's up in Vista, so it's kind of if you know where the the Civic Center is, it's right across the street from the Civic Center okay. in Vista. so and they're not, yeah,
2: it's really. They're not allowing tours right now for you guys to go up there. No, either.
5: yeah, because of the pandemic. I think I think they're gonna reopen them I, somewhere. I think two thousand twenty two. I just don't know if it's gonna be the summer or if it's gonna be the fall. I don't know, but they have weddings there. They have like fourth grade, uh, school programs there for kids. So it's pretty cool. And all the rooms are like decorated with all these like artifacts that have come from like all pretty much Italy, um, some churches. And I think England, like I, yeah, so it's, it's a, it's a really cool spot. I love it there. So,
2: um, well walk us through. So we have the EVPs here. Um, which one should we play first? Because we have four. I don't know. Whatever Whatever
5: one you have queued up, I guess.
2: <clears throat> this is the one that played by itself earlier. <laughs> let's let's <laughs> well, dive okay, deep into the Let's tarot. go into yeah. that one. <clears throat> let's relive the terror. Because we all looked at each other like, As what I was that? Them, so we were trying to get the Zoom thing ready, and this is a new soundboard. So we were trying to figure out if the Bluetooth was going to work with the computer and all this. And then I had this cued not even queued up on my phone. It was open in the email, but I hadn't clicked. There was four icons, and I hadn't clicked on it. And it started playing through the headset, and we all kind of yeah. stopped. So we're all looking at like I like looked over it? my shoulder. I was like, "Wait, oh, what?" God, I don't yeah, know. none of us know what it was. <laughs> so here's the first one. This is "Ring Around the Rosie." Let's see. All let's right, let's see if it'll work. Oh, it's ashes,
5: ashes, we all fall.
4: No. Did they finish it? Is
2: that what that is? So walk us through that one. Okay. So that's what I think heard, but
5: yep, you're right. RMS Queen Mary former first and third class pool, which is a hotspot location.
2: Mm.
5: I was in there. This was I think 2009 or 2010. So I was using a very old audio recorder, just like a little digital like Olympus digital recorder. And so we did an experiment in there. So that was my terrible singing and so the experiment was, okay, I'm going to sing the main verse of Ring Around the Rosie, but I'm going to leave a word out and I want you to finish it. So the down is actually the EVP and came from a, a young female child. A lot of people think it's it's Jackie. She's a very well-known Child, uh, spirit on board the Queen Mary doesn't sound like her to me, though it sounds like someone else. But you'll hear, you know, ashes, ashes, we all fall, and the down is actually the, the EVP. You
2: We're clearly, gonna, clearly so hear EVP. That. play that. the end of it again, yeah, play it again, yeah, perfectly. <laughs> 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 uh,
4: you clearly hear that, too.
2: It's funny because that was the first time we'd all listened to it together, and I could tell that was your voice, and yeah. then. As soon as you dropped off and I heard that about, I knew I had you and I looked yeah, yeah. like, at it. Yeah. Exactly, it's pretty exactly it's pretty it obvious, was. yeah. Oh, and
5: so, cool. an EV, so an E V so an E V P technically is a is a word or a phrase that is not heard audibly by our ears at the time of recording, but when you go back and listen to it, it's heard. So that's technically what the definition of an
4: EVP is. So you didn't hear that when you sang it.
5: No. Oh, no, man, only when I crazy. reviewed, only yeah, only when I reviewed my audio. So if if I had heard it so though, creepy. it would have, would have been, been a disembodied voice. <laughs> yeah. Oh god.
2: <laughs> so, how exciting is it in the middle of an investigation? I mean, sometimes yeah. I'm sure you get discouraged when you're like, man, Nothing. we didn't hear anything yeah. like out loud, and then you go back and you review the footage, you're probably exhausted, and then you go, holy crap, like we actually yeah. like recorded <laughs> one and it's intelligent and it fits with what we were working with. Like that's got to be like the coolest it, feeling ever. Yeah. It is a
5: very excited feeling. I, I get the same amount of excitement 20 years later that I did, you know, capturing my very first EVP, like <laughs> whenever that was, it's super, super excited. And you and I tell people you can have, let's say, 30 minutes of audio to go through. Listen to the entire thing. Don't skip out on the last 10 seconds because that that could be when you have it. And that's happened before where, like, okay, I'll have 29 minutes of audio, for example, nothing. And then in that last minute, there you go. Wow. So, yeah, it's pretty um,
2: cool. Next one engine room. Um, Petter, yes. You want to walk us through this one before we play it? Anything? Okay. Know? So,
5: again, RMS Queen Mary. So, this is the aft engine room. So, there was an 18 year old crew member that sadly was found. Wedged upright in watertight door number thirteen, which is on the starboard shaft alley area of aft engine room. Out of respect for the family, I'm just going to use his initials. The last name was mentioned there, but uh, JP. Just out of respect for the family, um, he so he was sadly found up. He wasn't quite deceased yet. They called the nurse and doctor down and then administered morphine, and he later passed away. Mm. So he uh, has been spotted. He's been seen, people have heard him. I've seen him full-bodied and I've seen his historical photo as well. And what I saw full-bodied matches exactly what I saw. So this particular, this is an EVP. So it was a former crew member that was working one day and was in the aft engine room and asked a question to JP and then got an answer. Uh, I think the question was something like, you know, are you here? Are you here? Are you back here? And then there was an answer from him. So
2: Okay, we're gonna play it right now. Where did it go? Okay, here we
3: go. John, are you back here? John, are you back here?
2: Wow yeah yeah so clear <laughs> so yeah area that he passed away in
5: i'm not i don't know if he was or, right in the vicinity of the door he was in the aft engine room when he recorded that and so you hear you either hear yeah or yes but what's interesting if you listen to it carefully you in, you hear his inhale yeah so there's like an inhale right before the the yes so
2: it's it's funny because yeah. those two that we've the two we've listened to so far have been very clear. Mm. And I watch Ghostbusters, not, why do I keep saying that? Oh, <laughs> I gosh. put on Ghostbusters Afterlife for them right before. Bill Murray. Um, I watch Ghost Adventures should. all the time. It's like one of the, like my white noise type of thing. Mm. And sometimes I'll be like in an episode and they'll be like, we captured this EVP and it's like, and like, he said anything on this date that this person went here and you're like, ah. I, didn't, guess you yeah, I, didn't, I guess. <laughs> didn't hear that one, but these two have been pretty clear. Um,
5: well, yeah, I think that we, yeah, there's, yeah, they're clear. They are pretty clear.
2: And then we have Lincoln theater magic. Oh, okay. Yeah. This
5: one's a good one. This is probably the best EVP I've ever captured. Oh, so I wow. was with ghost research society 2009 and I was with uh, Nicole Tito and Lisa Crick. And so we were in the Lincoln theater and we were the only three down in the dressing room area. And interestingly, Harry Houdini used to, to perform here. And so you can still see his hook, like one of his hooks in the ceiling. So we were down there again, just the three of us and you hear me ask, uh, what are you going to perform tonight? Then there's the EVP it wasn't heard at the time. And then you hear me say, what are you getting ready for? So Nicole's recorder captured this, my recorder captured this, but Lisa's did not because we think she had it on voice activation mode. So, but it, it's, it's, it's crystal clear. You can't Uh-oh. mistake what's being said. Okay. So yeah.
4: Play it. Here we go. What
0: are you going to perform tonight? Magic. What are you getting ready for? No. No way. way. What are you gonna yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no.
5: What are you yeah. I know. Right.
2: Listen Magic. To- His voice mm-hmm. does not sound like human. It again. No, it sounds Magic. like
5: it's kind of trying to go through the barrier. Yeah. Magic.
2: Yeah. Like, it sounds not like you and I. You know what I mean? Let's see. Well, yeah, because you hear her ask it. Oh, on. Technical difficulty. Here we go. What
5: are you going to perform tonight? Magic. No. What are you write
2: for?
1: It, it, like, almost, no. it like, that answer almost oh. cuts off her, like, like her next question.
0: Ooh. Was there more after
2: that?
1: No, it's just on a
5: loop. That yeah yeah i was on yeah sorry it was oh, Luke. Okay. yeah that's insane and actually nicole let one of the uh employees of the the theater listened to it and that employee said it sounds like a former manager from i forgot forget mm-hmm. what year wow. so i was thinking you know could that possibly be houdini probably not i've heard him speak but you'd have to do forensic voice analysis but it's i don't think that'd it's be, houdini but yeah insane though like it's how and you don't normally get captures that
1: clear Sometimes oh, they was, are,
0: you yeah, know, muffled.
4: So that was a good one. Wow.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that spirit was more than willing to answer questions. Yeah, he seemed happy. He uh, like, he's like, got magic. He's like, I he got magic tonight. Asking, like, I got magic tonight. <laughs> he keep asking. Yep. Me that. Yeah, yeah. Why you keep
0: asking? Perform magic, magic,
2: <laughs> like every night. He was right there. <laughs> yeah. And then we have how many horses? What's the backstory? Oh, that's what you were talking about. This before? is the Adobe place. Yeah. yeah, this yeah. is the Rancho Vista. Buena Vista
5: Adobe. So we were we were leading a tour. I believe we were in a room called the Major Domo Room. And so we were leading a tour, like I said, and we were doing a, an ITC instrumental transcommunication session. So we had our, um, I forget, I don't think we were using the, the PSB 7 We were using Ali's old Radio Shack hack device that scans the AM and FM bands of a radio at, at nano bits of seconds. So it's like you're hearing different scans of different radio stations. So the thought is, is that energies can use the frequency, but you have to make be certain that it's not like a little tidbit of a radio station that comes through. So what I look for with ITC is, okay, is it a clear response? Is it, does it kind of correlate to what you're talking about? And if it meets that, then and you can guarantee that it's probably not a radio fragment, then it's most likely something that you can't explain. So we were asking uh, because one of the former owners did have horses there. So we were asking it's a two part question. And I and I ask about the horses and we get an answer. And so then Ali um, our my my tour uh, co-host and then co-director of the team. She used to have uh, horses. So she thought during the clip, she heard Appy as an Appaloosa. And so then that's what made her ask the second part of the question, do you have any Appaloosa horses? And then there's a yet a different answer. So there's two different questions with two different answers.
2: Okay. So here we go. How many horses are here?
5: Three. So there you go. That's an example of a contextual answer. That's what we're looking for.
2: yeah wow yeah that's pretty intelligent like as far as yep. detailed questions with numbers like sometimes you see the evps that's that go viral right. and it's like uh like it's a yes or no question or it's like is there a presence here and they're like ooh, I said yes did you hear that and it's like nah, i didn't that yeah, but all yeah. four of these have been those are all super clear it's impressive
5: yeah these are and have we have that, yeah. we have some incredible ones but it, it's it's a, I, I love the audio work i mean i could just go on an investigation with a recorder placed on my head and i would be happy but, you
2: know. <laughs> <laughs> so that's awesome
5: when our tours open up i'd love to have you guys you should would
2: join love, us. I would, oh that would be yeah. awesome be i'll let you know that. i'm coming yeah, I'll let you know. You be our special guest. Mm-hmm. That would be, be fun. Um, and I have a Zoom um, H4, I believe, the portable one. Um, okay. Yeah. That we could bring um, just to do totally. like a mini on-the-spot kind of podcast. I think that would be kind of fun. Awesome. Oh, that'd be fun. Um, yeah. Because we we've been planning and we got to do it. Um, my birthday is always in October. Obviously. Oh, cool. <laughs> always nice. always in october sometimes november depending it's on it's always year. in october right? yeah but mostly <laughs> october i can't even get mad at it <laughs> from, from what i remember i have no rebuttal for that he's sleeping. Um, uh, so for your birthday <laughs> every year it's on october um <laughs> for like the past five years i think six four years um i always go to the do the um, old town ghost tour that when you yeah. hop on the haunted trolley and you start at the Wayland oh, house yeah. and then you go yeah. all around. And I forget what house it is, but in the gas lamp, there's a house that we actually get to get out and go around. And I've done it's it It's not so the many Villa times. Montezuma, yes. is it? Yes, or it is. No. Villa Montezuma. I don't think we is get – you look at the Villa Montezuma, but um, I don't um, know which one we investigate. Is it
5: the little yellow one on the corner?
2: I don't remember. William
5: Heath Davis house.
2: might be. Because we go to the Villa Montezuma and we get out, but we don't go inside. You don't go inside. Not that one, no. Mm -hmm. Um, But we want to get a group together to go. So we've been kind of, we've been talking about it since we started this show. Oh, Um, no way. To get together, do it, and record like a mini episode on the fly with people that aren't, like all of our friends and family that would want to go. Because that's like, I always drag people that are not like into paranormal stuff. And they get scared. They're like, "Oh man, I'm scared to go on that." And I'm like, "It's fine. It's not. It's not, <laughs> it's not spooky. Fun. It's, it's fun. It's like a history tour with yeah." Gersonwald. But um, it's it's a fun tour. So, um, that's one thing we've always wanted to do. And then um, what else do we talk about? Proctor Valley. You don't know about Proctor Valley, do you? Well, I live oh, right over there. Proctor oh, Proctor okay.
5: Valley is so cool. yeah. There's a section in the book on that. Yeah. yeah. I've actually been wanting to go out there recently.
2: If I'm you like, go, let I us know. Because i Oh,
5: if you let me know, let's do it. Let's... I would. I think it's safer in numbers out there. Totally. Yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. I always hike that mountain, and that mountain kicks my butt every time I do it. But I didn't even know it was haunted over there until. Do the <laughs> it night. Until reading this. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not doing that. No, no I never go. It's like no. now I, <laughs> I think some night. of
5: those stories are bogus, though. But you never know. it's yeah. Probably. Some, I've, yeah. I've read that Bigfoots out there, so you know who knows. Let's go, Bigfoot. No, you're hiking. You're yo. hiking
4: with Bigfoot, bro. No, I've never seen a Bigfoot. I've seen a lot of rattlesnakes out there. No Bigfoot, though. Oh,
5: oh I would love to go. We Let's, should plan a we'll,
4: trip. We'll plan it. I think that would be a lot of fun. That'd be cool.
2: Um too. One other question I have: UFOs, cryptids, Bigfoot, Dogman, Mothman, UFOs. Where do you fall in that realm? I know it's different than spirits and paranormal but it's kind of in the same belief yeah
5: area. i i'm interested in that i'm interested in ufology and 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 cryptozoology i specialize more in the ghosts and hauntings but sure. i i like i've actually been wanting to go on a bigfoot expedition so that you know kind of just that. kind of get out of my comfort cool. zone a little bit and go on a bigfoot expedition i think that'd be cool we should but.
2: do a video series where we look for Bigfoot, but like, <laughs> in, like, downtown, but like oh. in like downtown, but like in downtown New York, like, <laughs> rid- and ridiculous, oh like ridiculous <laughs> places. At like uh, Universal Studio, like somewhere where it's super populated, where Bigfoot would never be. Disneyland. And just, in like <laughs> Disneyland, 10, yeah. We're just walking around in the camping gear. <laughs> That's just goofy. Oh my god,
0: that would be really funny. <laughs> it's stupid. Um, there was be there so was like fun. a there was like
1: a show where it was it took place like on the like on the east coast, like out in like South Carolina or something, they would always be hunting for Bigfoot and like chubracabras and stuff like that. And they would always like just miss oh, something. Yeah. My
2: battery on, just on, died. That's it was like how it always we is.
1: Saw, <laughs> wasn't like Mountain... I forget if it was like Mountain TV. monsters yeah. or something Gosh. like that. And then there's
5: the mountain monsters. Too, yeah, that's it. <laughs> <hoping> that's <laughs> it. They like <laughs> that's it. and like it it's like was... all
1: these it's all these like big redneck guys, yeah. and like they are not athletic at all. But they're running with shotguns <laughs> no, like in front of yeah. each other. Like they're not hear, athletic. do will hear something. <laughs> they'll be like oh my my guns at everything. Like that's Bigfoot. That's Bigfoot. He just yeah. got he went over there. Like they'll go look for Mothman. That's your cousin Randall. And he's, <laughs> making <moonshots. laughs> he's making moonshine. That, that show is hilarious. Please do It is, it don't is shoot funny. <laughs> it is that's funny. Your cousin Randall. <laughs> and there's an episode where they wholeheartedly believe cuz Cause they they cause they show like an image on the camera of like a wolf type creature and they call it a chubacabra and then yeah, they I trap saw, it, and it and it gets out <laughs> and they truly believe that Bigfoot and the chubacabras are working together. <laughs> oh my god. That the chubacabras are like hit, like the equivalent like you having a dog. <laughs> See, that's the sad part <laughs> is Silly. there is
2: It's his canine. It's like funny. I believe I believe there's a Bigfoot out there somewhere. I'm sure there has to be. But the hard part is the only people that legitimately investigate it are Bubba and Wallace (laughs) in the Appalachian Mountains. And it's like the cryptid side, there's not a whole lot of people that have like credence that are legitimate. Yeah, that is the problem. You know, it's hard. That is a problem. Yeah. Yeah. If you had guys that were like, I was a Navy SEAL and I hunt. And I live off the land for the last twenty years. Yeah, I'm gonna find Bigfoot. It's like I want to watch, yeah, watch, watch that guy. I would that. I want to watch that guy. guy. That yeah. guy do it. Bubba, who just exactly. got off of Pet Boys, and this is his side. I don't want to watch him <laughs> running through the woods in overalls and combat. Well, what about like I want to watch stuff that. like <laughs> what about like stuff like
1: by us in New Jersey, like Clinton Road and stuff like that, and yeah. Devil's Tower. Like yeah. I've been to multiple been places out there, yeah. and like oh, what about the um.
2: There's a famous haunted road. It might be in Clinton Road. Clinton Road. No, oh, it's another one. It's uh yeah. rare where road, the Briar Road, Briar Road. Oh, hold on.
1: What's the story? Where?
2: I'm looking it up. Can you guys give me a second? <laughs> Is this anyway, in New York? sorry,
1: Nick. <laughs> yeah. Bray Road.
2: Is that it? Is that New Bray? York? The Beast of Bray Road, also known as Bray Road Beast. Wisconsin oh, okay, Werewolf. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah it's in Wisconsin. Uh, right, oh, okay. right close to where you're at. Um <laughs> like but that's a couple, like a couple, famous like road a haunting and like the houses all in that area have been like have all had weird instances with like um like their dogs going crazy in the middle of the night and a bunch eh. of um freak stuff going on and that whole road people like experience all sorts of crazy stuff. Um there's, oh my god, I am like go on a Bigfoot 100 expedition. documentaries about it. I know,
4: Bigfoot, yeah, Bob, I've, 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 Let's go.
2: Aliens, let's go. I want to see an alien. <laughs> you want to see an alien? Maybe not, though. That would probably ruin my life. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> was, like, you can't even day. watch Ghost Adventures. We, we want to watch an alien? Yeah, we, listen to we an would an see alone. <laughs> We would
1: see something. We'd all be like sh- <laughs> looking at it in shock, and Nick would be like 30 oh. yards behind us running the other, <laughs> 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 other way. I'm done. I don't want to be here anymore.
5: One of my friends, he's actually a radio host from Canada. He's said he's come face to face with Bigfoot. No, that's what no he's told way. me.
0: In Canada, and he's
5: pretty. He's he. I believe him because he's not. He's not one of these people to to you know yeah. mess with you. Yeah, so. yeah, man. It's in Canada. Yeah, but Proctor Valley Road. I would. I've been wanting to go out there. So it's just finding the right people that want to go.
4: You know. So I'm like, oh, you guys want to go
0: right here, all
4: right let's do we it are th- we are the <laughs> oh, that is us um oh, what
2: was it? oh i had another question i know we're we're dragging here but there's so much stuff i know right um one thing that fascinates me within the paranormal realm of things is like rituals mm. um and when it when i say rituals, that comes to mind like um bloody mary everyone used to do that in in junior high oh know, my god so about,
1: like, yes. se- about like seances
2: like uh light as a feather stiff as a board things like that yeah. oh i used to... yeah oh man you guys know what i'm talking about right kind of like that the... second one i didn't know yeah. Candyman. Yeah. Yeah. Candy candy yeah. man yeah candy yeah. like one i that. know um oh i love that and you have I like like movie. stuff like the elevator game and all these things what is your opinion on that like are people able to open up what we call portals into another dimension or into the paranormal realm by doing simple things like that. And is it more of like them opening themselves up kind of like how we talked about with the Ouija board earlier?
5: Yeah, that's a good question. I'm not so sure if it. If the portal is always open and certain people can tap into it or if it's and maybe, you know, there might be different scenarios or if it's closed and certain people can open it or if it goes back to that being at the right place at the right time mm-hmm. the energy has to align just right for you know between the the portal and the person it's hard to know like for example the queen mary is thought to have a portal in the woman's changing rooms in the former first and third class pool but in my opinion i think the entire ship's a portal mm-hmm. so maybe just some people can access it,
3: mm-hmm. it
5: it's hard to know yeah. so
0: yeah could be no relation at all.
5: Yeah, I don't know. It's it's one of those things where it's is it always open and certain people can just tap into it being open, or can we can we open it? Is there? I mean, I think a lot of people, especially psychic mediums, I think would argue that that you can that people that the living can open it. Mm-hmm. It's hard to know. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to know.
1: What about like seances and stuff like that, where you're like attempting to conjure through like a personal item of theirs or some i think they of... can be
5: successful but the person conducting it has to be you know kind of grounded and uh centered and and knows what they're doing i think in order for a seance to be successful and i think less is more so if you're having all these different sitters sitting around yeah. a table there's a big opportunity there for power of suggestion and bias to get through and all of that
2: and you don't know what So, but i think other people around you're going through like with their right, energy yeah. and their demeanor, spiritually exactly. could be all over the place.
5: Mm. Yeah, exactly. So, that's one um, thing that's
2: also fascinating about U.S. history is, like, the spiritualist movement, where people yes. would pay to go see séances, and then there would be like theater shows where people would like conjure spirits. Like, yeah, I would pay a good money if there was a time machine to go back and sit in on one of those, just like. Oh, me imagine too. Imagine everyone getting like, <laughs> dressed up. There's like a narrator. Oh. And like, that would be so cool to be part of like that moment in history where that was a thing where you're like, I would oh, the so and so sisters are in town. Like, let's go. Let's check go. It out. Check yeah. It out. yeah. <laughs> imagine bringing like a date, like your first date. Yeah. <laughs> Can
5: you imagine the ability oh. to time travel? I would love to time uh, travel. That'd be amazing. Didn't we
1: talk yeah. about this? <laughs> I would, I don't know where I would go. I'd be too afraid that I would mess everything up, and like I'd go in the past and then yeah. mess something up in the future.
2: You mess up enough stuff in this plane, I think. Yeah,
1: it reminds but, me of Stewie put. from Family Guy. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: Stewie. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: yeah you, you're our Stewie. So.
1: Stewie, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Man, imagine like being and it's like, able and to... like how do you prepare for that? Like you'd have to like buy period. Like if you're going way back, like you'd have to buy period clothing and stuff like that, just so that you don't freak people out.
5: Right? They'd be like, oh my god yeah I, I
1: dress like robocop I freak
2: everybody out on purpose but back to the 80s <laughs> That's the future. oh the 80s Yeah,
1: they'd be like that movie doesn't come Somebody's like i just thought of that movie that'd be a great I, idea like, for a I movie just the script. <laughs> Dude, um now it's based on a true story <laughs> are there do you get
2: excited when horror movies come out like that are based on true events or are you kind of like uh, another one another based on true events like oh, the conjuring yeah. series and um i mean there's so many that claim to be based there on there's so things. many or even like i, I am yeah i
5: actually i'm a big horror i am a big horror movie fan i yes. i've always been really fond of stephen king like the shining is yes. probably one of my all-time i mean i They're i don't know if movie. you've been really top that hereditary was pretty now I, I that mm-hmm. was pretty whoa for me but no i i'm a bit i would say the shining yeah no i i some people Hate horror, I actually like it, but I like more of like the sci fi psychological horror movies. Mm. I'm not so much into like Saw the Saw series because it's like I, I, the gore, yeah. I like more of like the psychological thrillers, yeah. But, um, yeah, The Shining, yes. Man. I didn't see the prequel to that though. Do- was it was a Dr. Sleep, uh, I- Dr.
2: Doctor Sleep, Doctor yeah. Sleep. That was yeah. good, you gotta watch it, yeah.
0: I-, I heard it was really, really good. Is it scary? Um uh that is creepy mm. yeah but it's yeah, good I mean, it's,
2: it's filmed right i like a good horror movie where i have to like watch spongebob after or something <laughs> you know what i mean like <laughs> when they <laughs> get you, get you good exactly like, you're <laughs> <laughs> damn that one got me <laughs> <laughs> conjuring one did that to the, me. <laughs> the first time was i saw so good the first one was so i remember long. seeing yeah. the conjuring i remember leaving the theater and like yeah that was a really good story and then i get home and i'm like I'm make a cup of mines. coffee and stay up for a little bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that freaked me out.
4: We, uh,
0: <laughs> what was that? Candyman. Candyman. The new one was great. New
4: one was really. Cool. Yeah, it was so good.
1: Yeah, it was good. <laughs> I bought that. I bought it just for it. Yeah, it was good. It was so good. I didn't see the new one. Yeah. Oh,
5: man. Pet was... Cemetery.
2: Yeah.
1: The new Pet Cemetery, the new pet was cemetery great is good too. The book was great. Was? I read the book. The original yeah. one was good too. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but
2: the, the new, new one, was, one was fantastic. The new It, both of them, I have thoroughly enjoyed it. That's one of my favorite books of all he time. He played that Oh well It. Too. Oh my God, yes. Oh, was mm-hmm. it Alexander Skarsgård? Right. Yeah, yeah. he played Bill, that well. Bill Skarsgård. Skarsgård Alexander's right. his brother. Yeah, he but that he. So yeah, yeah, he killed man. that role. Um, I love love a good horror movie. Good. Yeah, book yeah me too. too. Oh, man. Um, there's a couple good ones coming out that are not based on. Jordan Peele's coming out with one that's based off UFOs. It's not a real story.
5: Yes, that one. I forget what the name of it. Nope. Another one I like is No, nope. um, no. Nope.
1: Yeah, there's like no does. name or nope, something, yeah. right? Is, is it yeah. Nope? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jordan Peele does very um, well with the movies he M makes Night, now. M Night
5: Shyamalan is really good. Yeah, he brings yeah, like, out
2: with some weird stuff. Uh, He's weird uh, things, yeah. yeah. Signs. Signs was Signs was signs. good.
5: Signs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So oh, I love that movie. Yeah. That mm-hmm. movie, the ending of that movie is just whoa. Yeah.
2: In science. I yeah. remember seeing the fourth kind I think we talked about this mm-hmm. before in theaters. Mm-hmm. I was never scared of aliens so I saw that and I walked out of the theater and I was like oh gosh.
0: You're like oh my god we're going to be attacked right I mean, now. I don't want to get probed. <laughs> any
2: moment. This is terrifying. They could just get, get me whenever they want. Um are playing with you. Just kidding. <laughs> oh, <my> <laughs> <gosh>. <laughs> uh, uh, you guys got any other questions? Any other Additions to add, we're at an hour and 30.
0: I know, all right. That movie thing though, like when it's like when they state it's based on true events or something like that. Like, I want to believe, like, Mm -hmm. Nicole, do you do you believe like when they state that, like the whole conjuring one? Like, you've probably have to have done some research or something on that too. Yeah, I'm one of these
5: that I would, yeah, I would want to be like, okay, is this really because this is my mind, I'm analytical, so I'd be like, okay is this really based on true events and you know, I'll I'll want to go and do some research on it after.
2: Yeah. yeah. One of the frustrating things with The Conjuring is um, the son-in-law of the Warrens is the one that took over the New England Society for Psychic Research. And he claims that the Warrens had audio recorded every investigation and like exorcism that they were a part of, but that the Warrens' wishes was for that to not be public. So apparently, Mm. And that's air quotes. Apparently. They have like thousands of hours of investigation footage. that's like insane, but they don't want to release it. Well, yeah. I've like, actually look,
5: met. Are you talking about John Zafis?
2: I don't know if it's, is he the He's one of the, he was on husband? the Haunted
5: Haunted Collector. He's one of, he's a grandson of the war. He's
2: one that so oh. I've met him. He has, this is a son-in-law of someone within... That's what the claim is. I don't know how accurate yeah. that is. But uh, if, if anything, it probably went to the, to the sun now. Because I know one of the sons. Yeah, sun with all laws, that information. Um, he was the one on Ghost Adventures that had he brought the Annabelle
1: doll. Oh, the yeah, the the real one.
2: And I love it because he brought her out with oven mitts, and I was like, yes, <laughs> yes. Was it in? Was he it still in the box? Wanna... Or he, no, like, took it out. He took it out with oven mitts, and he's like, I'm not touching this in my bare skin but he, yeah. he put on oven mitts and I was like, if that solves a problem, I'm sleeping with oven mitts on.
1: Yeah, oh
5: my god, Robert the doll too that's another oh, one yeah, I want to go one's... see in What's the that? keys. Yeah. What's that one? Florida Florida the keys He's I forget what, what museum or house he's at
4: but
0: yeah. Robert the
4: doll. Mm. Alright, well just to, I guess I don't want to wrap it up, but what? Where can everyone follow you at, Nicole? Um, as far as like Twitter, Instagram, and and what do you have coming up? I know you have something coming up at the library, right? You have a.
5: Yeah, yeah, I do. I do a lot of presentations, so I have um, at the Escondido Public Library, which we've investigated a couple of times. I'm doing a oceans of paranormal presentation, so I'll be talking about the Queen Mary. The Star of India and the Berkeley Ferry Boat. I think it's July 2nd at 3 p.m. I think is is the time. It is July 2nd. I think it's at 3 p.m. And then, of course, uh, my radio show is Thursday night, 6%. I can't even talk. (laughs) 6 p.m. Pacific on WLTKDB.com. And then I also on that network with Todd Bates. Todd Bates' show is Haunted Voices Radio. I co-host with him Tuesday night, same time slot. That's on hiatus until the fall. I think he's going to resume i think september october so let's see twitter let's see sdprs so our team name san diego paranormal research society acronym sdprs nicole and then instagram is author nicole strickland and then facebook i have different pages uh author nicole strickland sdprs afterlife chronicles and beyond and then just my personal page and then let's see what else websites uh author nicole strickland.com San Diego Paranormal Research.com are the two big websites. And then if you, for the radio, for WLTKDB, it's WLTKDB.com. So,
2: what's the best yep. way for listeners, if they want to buy your books, that helps you out the most? Is it Oh. Is it the same as if it goes off your website or if they buy it off Amazon? Does it kind of yeah, do the same thing?
5: Yeah, they can go on my website. It'll link to Amazon okay. and Barnes & Noble and all those. But yeah, probably Amazon, I would think.
2: That's where we got yeah. this one. I just wasn't sure if you get like a okay. direct cut if it's from the yeah, like website. or we jipped her out some dollars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about the Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry we went through Amazon. I went through Amazon. Uh, Amazon's the way to go, yeah. folks. Yeah. Um, Man, this that was so much. That fun. was awesome. We have to do this again because I still have yeah. so, many, so much more questions. If there is like an to come and do it in person
5: next time. That would be epic. Yeah.
2: yeah. And then, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. if there is an investigation where you could use four knuckleheads, I mean, we'll carry stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you need to, like <laughs> a door that won't open, we can we can handle that. Something that hey, we could hey. be useful. Nick will headbutt it open. Yeah. <laughs> I would love if there is like a junior varsity. Investigation <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys guys. Yeah. give I yourself think,
5: more credit. Come on now, that would be awesome. But, but I'm gonna dress really up cool. as
2: Zach Bacon's with like <laughs> eyeliner and everything. <laughs> yeah, I want to see that, I wanna see that. <laughs> eyeliner. I want to see that. No, but with with uh, so all seriousness, if there is an upcoming area that's local and you guys are going to, and you could use four people to stand in the background. That'd be a, yeah, we we are there. Please. that would be a, so definitely when the
5: tours open i i don't know when they are i'll let you know when when i hear when they're gonna open but yeah and when if we, we do
2: when we figure out ahead. our little ghost bus tour party we'll let you know yeah um, oh my god we'll that'd be so fun because cool. oh, yeah. our plan is yeah. to go out to dinner in old town at like cafe coyote yes or something. um yes. eat have a good time and then go on the tour once the sun sets and oh, yeah. oh my gosh that is so fun yeah, 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 yeah. that'd be good
5: this was awesome
4: yeah thanks for coming yeah, on thank you so too. much thank, for thank you for your time today.
2: yeah um,
5: thanks for having me
2: well um i'll reach out to you when the episode's up but um okay yeah thank you again for uh your time and and the conversation the honesty and the the questions well i'm gonna start drafting yeah, questions you. for next time <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Um, they just start coming to the mind good stuff. And
0: it's
3: like yeah
1: a
0: limited time
1: all right good
5: questions good stuff this was awesome thank you so much guys right. thank you nicole thank you,
1: nicole. Thank you.